0: Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM.
1: Well, good morning once again. Happy Hangul Day. This is the opportunity to celebrate the proclamation of the Korean alphabet, the meaning behind its creation as well, which is often attributed to King Sejong. We find his statue in the center of Gwanghwamun, lest we ever forget that uh, really this has been a gift, not only to the country, but increasingly to to the world, uh, as we look in on Korea as well, in celebration, then we now connect to Dr. Young Ki Kim Renaud, Professor Emerita of Korean Language and Culture and International Affairs at George Washington University. Good morning to you from Seoul. Good morning and
0: good evening. Yes, that... evening here in
1: Of course, but uh, you can still join us in the whole festivities. Uh, Hangul. Great. It obviously has been tremendously useful, but can you tell us about how it came to be created?
0: Well, uh, the preface to Hun Min says it all. Actually, just in case uh, I can read it again, the sounds of a country's language are different from those of the Middle Kingdom and are not smoothly communicable with the literally Chinese characters. Therefore, among my poor people, there are many who, though they have something they wish to tell, are never able to express their feelings, I guess, in writing. Commiserating with this, I have newly designed 28 letters. I desire only that everyone acquire them easily to make them convenient and comfortable for daily use. Essentially, he's pointing out uh, the The writing system we were using was Chinese and the language uh, Chinese and Korean they are not of the same type so there was not a happy fit between the spoken and written languages so therefore he was very sorry about he was a very caring king so he he uh, wanted them to be able to express themselves because he he felt it was a basic human rights issue.
1: Mm. I mean, King Sejong ruled in the early half of the 15th century. Mm-hmm. How certain are we about the role that uh, he personally played, though, in the actual creation of these characters?
0: There are actually uh, many different kinds of uh, uh, evidence uh, that pointed to his sole invention. Uh, it's uh, it's too too long to go into. But uh, first of all, there is the the Shilok record, and also very important part of it is uh, when uh, the Jipyanzhan, um scholars protested the invention of it. it, it is, there cannot be better proof than that. Because uh, if he actually uh, hired them, the they, opposition would have been too fierce. So it would not even have. He would not even have have gone into the project or not been able to do it. There are many different kinds of uh, uh, evidence that uh, that point to to the fact that it was his sole invention. He probably. Uh, tested uh, with his own children, including probably his, uh, his uh, princess, one of the Interesting.
1: It's, it's, a, it's a nice yeah. idea taking our minds into that period when this would have been happening. And even though Hangul is celebrated as being logical, even scientific, there is something poetic about the shape of the characters as well, isn't there? The the design of them representing man, representing earth. It is
0: really quite modern looking and uh, consonants are very geometrical in in, in shape and vowels are uh, also very clean lines. But uh, they happen to be representing very iconically in the case of consonants uh, the points of articulation or shape of the articulator and in the case of vowels it, it, because uh, it's the points of articulation is not as uh, clearly uh, you know visible or feelable they use more phonological idea of contrast and those contrasts so the, in phonology, especially in Korean phonology, the the vowels are often distinguished to two different types, so there are certain bright vowels, what we call and then dark vowels. Mm. and they work uh, in Korean phonology very systematically, at least at the time of the invention.
1: Interesting. And they
0: are iconic, iconically uh, represented also. So it's not just pretty; it is actually quite uh, accurate in terms in terms of science because uh, the king actually understood the workings of Korean phonology and uh, also Korean uh, language. So this is quite remarkable because he. He already understood what Western phonologists discovered only in the last hundred years
1: or so. I mean no wonder they call him Sejong Taiwan, but again, just to clear up something i I suggested before because we're talking about so long ago the first half of the fifteenth century mm-hmm. i mean and and you said there's so many different sources of information that you can't go through them all here We call him Sejong yes. Taiwan. Er- There's no sense of glorifying or or even um, entering the area of myth when we look back at this?
0: Yes, it's it's not really a question of hagiography. He actually was a very... uh, He was not only bright, but he was very hardworking and also a very caring king. So he was intellectually driven also... He was very uh, uh, driven by his humanity. He mm. really wanted to be a good king. That meant uh, he really cared for the well-being of his subjects. Not just uh, a few elites who could read and write, but uh, he just felt writing was a basic human need mm. and also uh, right to To be able to function as a human being, so it's just one of the things he he did. There are a whole lot of things he he uh paid close attention to. He hired good people he He was curious, but also not just for the knowledge sake it was always yes. uh, with the purpose of uh, being a good.
1: Ruler. Yeah, well, again, it's no surprise that he is held in such high esteem, but Hungal, which he created, is also held in high esteem. Obviously, the impact of literacy in societies around the world cannot be overstated, but we celebrate this with a national holiday, Hungal Day, which suggests that even now we've not forgotten how important it was.
0: Right. Yeah, at one point we almost abandoned it, but I'm very
1: happy it came back. <laughs> yeah, it, it's rare though, isn't it, in the modern era to see a, a whole national holiday dedicated to a writing system. Why is there such support, from, including yourself, for having a day recognising this?
0: Well, I think for not only Koreans, but for the whole world, it means that... Uh, hangul is a rare human invention, which was not not just uh, to to have something nice, but as uh, a means to to uh, free people from inequality, ignorance, and maybe lack of critical thinking and also social participation for the majority of the people. So this is much greater, in my opinion, greater achievement than having won a war or something like that, which is often celebrated on the national scale. Mm, so
1: something...
0: this is, this is uh, also uh, something that speaks nicely of Korea, that uh, it, it respects culture and intelligence and good science.
1: Well, I'm very grateful as a, a student of the Korean language to have this writing system rather than having to negotiate Chinese characters. Uh, so I'll be celebrating. And they say you can learn Hangul in a day. Uh, if anyone's not yet mastered this writing system, today's obviously a good day to do it. Thank you so much, Dr. Young-Ki Ronald, for speaking with us. You're
0: welcome. It's my
1: pleasure. Dr. Young-Ki there out of George Washington University. And we'd love to get your thoughts on this occasion. You can email us, morning at gmail.com.